Oh, hi, guys, listeners, um, men, women, others, uh, friends, family, mostly my mum and dad. Um, how's it going? It's Saturday, um, and it's another episode of Mind Gold, episode 21, actually. Um, so I hope you've all had a better kind of January than uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, like I said on the last episode, it's been a bit of a shit time. Um, and the last episode was a bit of a heavy episode, um, dealt with a lot of, yeah, pretty dark stuff. Um, very important still that we talk about these things, no matter how hard they are to talk about. Um, so uh, I'm not really going to apologize if, um, that was <laughs> something you didn't want to hear because it's very real. And, um, yeah, it's something that is really important that we give people a platform to share their story and, um, yeah, hopefully make the struggle slightly less for others ideally um yeah but today i have um a weightlifter on the podcast i'm very excited now i do tend to talk about weightlifting a lot obviously that is the sport that i currently um compete in um very um <laughs> averagely but i try um so i do know a lot of people in the community and the, the reason though that i like to have weightlifters on the podcast is um they tend to have the certain resilience and the certain, like, I guess, perspective about life and um, about their training. And they're just, just fucking legends. And I just love the attitude. And especially um, who I have on today, I guess today, her name is Natalia Korobchik. I've probably said her name wrong. Um, we're just going to call her Nat. That's what I normally call her. Um, she probably has one of the sickest, baddest badassest attitudes um, of any weightlifter I know and uh, she's fucking phenomenal to watch in competition um, I must say fucking worth a trip <laughs> she's current national champion uh, two years in a row in her weight class um, and yeah she's just got some fucking big dick energy I'm actually competing myself in a week um, and yeah I mean my only goal is to really get a total <laughs> after fucking last time um yeah so i'm kind of hoping that nat can give me and give us um you guys just some insight into how she has this just fucking fearlessness it's just amazing um yeah so welcome nat thank you so much for joining me and graham hello hi <laughs> <laughs> welcome thank you for uh, for having me Thank you so much for coming. We're so excited. Obviously, Graham's in like a couch destroying frenzy yep, yep. as we speak. Um, it was nice of him to greet you. He doesn't normally. He just like lies on my bed. <laughs> no, he was great. He was good. Very welcoming. He is a welcoming cat. Yeah. Actually, can I tell you something which is hilarious? This has like made my week, right? Oh God, yeah. So good. So my mum has Instagram, right? She just yep. uses it to basically follow like me and my brother and that kind yep. of thing. She doesn't really post photos on it or anything. Um, anyway, she has a cat, and I've recently just started an Instagram page for Graham. Yes, because yes, yes. the people have spoken. <laughs> the people want more Graham. <laughs> Give them what they want. <laughs> so, her cat messaged Graham on Instagram. <laughs> Slid into his DMs. <laughs> Slid into his DMs with, like, a selfie. Oh, my God. No dick pics? Intra no dick pics. <laughs> Introducing himself. Oh, my God. That's so great. So good, right? And I was like... Oh my god, this is the best. And Graham got another massive message from him this morning about his like plans for the day. 
They're gonna have cat dates. I know. I was just like, (laughs) oh, this fucking rolls. Oh man. Like when parents do social media well. Yes. Yes. Do do they like talk as the cat? Yeah. So she talks as the cat. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And they're very detailed messages as well. Are they? Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um. She. Well. Her cat said that he's um, going to catch a rat today and he'll send Graham a photo if he gets one. <laughs> so stay tuned. A whole rat. A whole rat, yeah. So Graham sent him a photo of the couch that he has destroyed. Nice, nice. <laughs> Keeping mum up to date. <laughs> so anyway, um, but how are you? We're good. You know, we're surviving, training, surviving life, um, just getting through it. That's yep. it. Yeah, just day in, day out, work, rest, eat, more rest. Eating is good. Eating is the best. Yeah, eating and resting. I think people Ugh. really undervalue those two things. Yep, yep. It's like more training, more training, more this, yep. more yoga, more Pilates. It's like, more no, everything. more sleeping mm-hmm. and more fucking food. Yeah, I would oh, I would almost trade anything for more sleep. Sleep is the fucking key, man. I have like a super sleep, like... Yeah, I call it a super sleep. So I basically go to bed at like like 7.30 or 8 p.m. Oh, oh it's the best. It's normally on a Saturday night, too. That's yep. how much of a loser yep, yep, I am. Yep. No, that's fine. That so is good. totally fine. <laughs> and then I'll wake up at like, I'll still get up early at like 7 or whatever, but it's been like a full like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like 10, 10 hours sleep. sleep. Yeah, super yeah. sleeps. So, so you must be an advocate for the super that. sleep. I mean, I have like a sleep schedule that I try to stick to on most nights. Because I'm getting up what's in the your, morning. What's your, yeah, because me too. I get up at like quarter to five. Yeah, yeah. So I get up at five pretty much every morning. So I have to be in bed by like, I, wa- I like to be in bed by eight. Oh, that's like fucking, 8:30. that's next level. I yeah. thought I was there. I'm like nine. No, like I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I want to be asleep by nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I have like my little like routine where it's like I have eaten all my food that I need to for the day by like 7.30, if I can like squeeze in like a little dog walk, I will, just like to wind down. Yeah. And then like I'm in bed, I'm either like reading or like, I try not to like aimlessly scroll on Instagram, but that's kind of unavoidable sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then just like try to wind down so that I'm ready for bed, like and asleep that's by nine. Fun. That's some fucking so, discipline. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't really do much. So. Do you have a partner? No. no. Okay, that house. I was going to yeah, say. Because no. they fucking throw a spanner in the works, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so it, honestly, it does, like, I'm pretty selfish, so it makes life a lot easier to be able to, like, stick to that. Um, and, like, I'm yeah. so jealous of your routine, <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so it, um, yeah, it's, it's not hard to, like, stick to if, like, I don't uh, plan around it, so that I do get at least eight hours sleep, if not, if I can squeeze in a little bit more, if I don't have to get up early in the morning. Yeah. Um, but at least eight hours, which is what I need anything less and I'm just like a horrible human yeah I have to get I get uh like at least seven and a half seven and a half would be the minimum that I have yeah yeah um and when's your next your next big comp is that the Australian Open that'll be yeah the Australian Open so they just released the um what do they call it what is it called? The run sheet? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The schedule? The ske- let's go with the schedule. Let's go schedule, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the schedule. So, like, I have some, like, awesome competition, which is great. Um, but that, yeah, that'll that be my next uh, next big one. So, That's yeah. cool. So, um, you're in the 55? No, so for this one, I'm just sticking to, to 59. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, so I don't have to, have to cut, which is always 
a nice thing to not have to worry about coming into a comp. Um, yeah, so there will only be, like, I think one or two competitions that'll be a 55 for this year. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So you're national champion the last two years in a row. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's kind of cool. Um, that is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I haven't even qualified for nationals. Like, it's super cool. Super fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it does make it a little bit easier being, easier, I say easier, but um, being in a lighter, lighter weight class. Um, but you're still snatching We're like still... <laughs> 20 kilos over your body weight. So it's probably not it just... really that easy for most people. Uh, yeah, for me, it just doesn't seem like, I guess I don't understand, like, I just can't see like, you know, wh- where I've come from. It kind of, yeah, like I don't really look back. Sometimes I'm always just like so focused on like what's ahead that like I sometimes forget to appreciate, you know, how far I have come. and Yeah, and you get gutted over missing like 91. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Sometimes I like I should just like reflect reflect back and be like, look, you have done a lot um, in the last however long I've been lifting for now. How long have you been lifting for? I think this will be my sixth year. See, that's not very yeah. long in, t- in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and like I had, I didn't have like a, a strength background of any sort. Like I came from soccer, so that I like ran on the wings. So I was like a little cardio bunny. Yeah. Um, do you hate the term pocket rocket? Do people ever call you that? Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is like the name of a vibrator. <laughs> it is. It hundred percent is. Oh, I had nope. Um, right. Like, so now I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> call me a fucking dildo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least I get the job done, right? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um. Yes. Um. So like. Yeah, I do get called that a little bit. I got called it more when I was um, when I was playing soccer because I was like a sprinter. Um, so like I yeah, there's a lot of sprinting involved, a lot of running, um, and then made the uh, the switch to weightlifting, which is like almost like the complete opposite because we had like no strength um, introduced to us like through soccer. Um, so yeah, I was just coming like from like a zero zero base and. Yeah, like, so I guess, yeah, I guess in the six years that I've been lifting, I have done a little bit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, but sprinting as a, as a carryover is one of the better sports to have done prior to weightlifting, right, in terms of power output and explosiveness. And I guess so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of I guess so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, repeated sprints. I mean, I'm doing this over, like, 90 minutes, so it's not like a, you know, single or maybe, like... Oh, so it's more double, It's more endurance. like... It's more endurance, yeah. 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 Um... And now we get puffed after like a set of five. Oh, so, yeah, <laughs> five is like please don't give me anything more than more than five reps because that's just too much. Yeah, that's too cardio. Much. Yeah. 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what made you decide to start weightlifting in the first place? Um, oh, it's kind of like a little bit of a story. Go um, on. We love a story. <laughs> if I say we, I'm just talking about me and my fucking cat. <laughs> um, so it all like so I was playing soccer for a good ten years before I decided to um, hang up the boots. Uh, it initially started with a pretty big injury. I got, I, like, I did my ACL, which is, like, a really kind of big injury to do, like, for, especially for girls in soccer. Um, so it takes a full, like, 12 uh, months before you can, like, go back to, oh, like, wow. playing. So That's it's a massive. really long, really long process. Um, like, you're, you're in, like, a boot for, well, not a boot, it's more like a, Thing a knee, boot? Your knee brace or whatever for a, like three months or something. This is what when I did it. It might have been like a bit better um, nowadays. 
Um, yeah, you weren't allowed to walk for, I think it was like 10 days or something. So like your like leg goes oh from like having like some muscle to literally just like skin and bone. Um, so yeah, not a lot to go off of. There's a lot of like rehab involved. Um, and that's what got me into the gym in the first place. So yeah. like building back up to get back into soccer. Um, after that injury happened, I then played for, I think another five years and then I got injured again, and it's just kind of like... Same injury or different injury? Uh, different injury. So, like, it was, like, ankles or, like, um, like muscular injuries and stuff like that. And I just got kind of sick of being injured all the time. Um, and I got bored of just doing, like, the bro sessions at the gym where it's just, like, you know, squats, like, three sets of ten or something like that. And just got really bored of that. So a, um, a friend of mine who I used to work with suggested that I go try out CrossFit. It's something, like, a little bit more competitive, more... Um, like high intensity. Yeah, I mean, I only did it for like I think six months because um, then my current coach Gordo, um, he used to be a coach at the Strong Room, and we were doing squats one day, and he like sort of comes over and he's like, "Oh, like you know, for a little person, you've got like decent like decent strength for for your legs." And to be fair, for any person, you've got good strength, <laughs> not just because you're small, you're just actually quite strong. Um. Anyways, uh, he, um, yeah, he came over and was just like, I reckon you, like, you should try, like, weightlifting. I think, like, you'd, like, be pretty decent at it. Um, did a session with him and just, like, absolutely fell in love with, like, all of the movements. Just, like, everything about it was just, yeah, just, like, so intriguing. And the fact that, I like, I could compete made it, like, even more attractive because I was kind of transitioning, transitioning out of soccer and moving into, like, wanting to find something else to, like, you know, feel that competitive edge that I have. Um, and yeah, this just like happened to just tick all the boxes and sort of, ah, uh, like, you know, six years on where we're here. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, literally everything about weightlifting was just like so attractive to me. Like just the hard work that you need to put in, um, the really like grueling sessions just for like maybe a kilo. Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. I think that's the hardest thing I've found to get my head around like coming from crossfit yeah um and also like when starting in a sport obviously you have that kind of newbie um honeymoon period where you're yep. getting a pb every week or every month yep. and yep. you're noticing all this tangible progress but then obviously when you get to the level that you're at now yeah it's like you do feel like you're and even when i'm obviously miles below you but i you know I don't even remember what it's like to get a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, and so that's it's like, quite yeah. Like, where do you find that? W- what drives you to continue when you're like fighting for a fucking kilo? Yeah, um, there was there was even like a period of time like I think I was lifting for oh, it would have been maybe like three years or so, or maybe less than that. Um, and I like I hit like a plateau, plateau, um, where like I hadn't PB'd a lift for I think it was like 18 months and that was purely because like I was just like in my own head um competing and comparing myself against like other people rather than like what like all the progress that I had done um so like I was getting like my squats were getting better like my snatch and clean and jerk for like reps was getting better but my actual like single and like out on competition floors just hadn't changed for 18 months and it literally took me um, moving back home and just being, like, by myself, like, not training with others um, 
to sort of get out of that headspace of, you know, comparing and, you know, always wanting to do better rather than like seeing like all the small gains where it was like technique or like for reps or anything like that to actually be like, hey, we're still making progress regardless of what number we put out on the platform. And that was that was like huge. That was like a big, uh, big thing for me to just like mentally take a step back and just be like, hey, like we're still improving. Everything is still getting better. It's really interesting, I think, in terms of training alone. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously I know you and know yeah. that you do train alone a lot of the yeah. time. And I found for a while that I just wasn't feeling it, mm-hmm. you know, and I needed other people around. Yeah. But now I get to the point where, you know, like if my coach is away or if I can't yeah. make it into the club, I actually really enjoy, enjoy it by myself. And I yeah. think because I've had enough experience now that I can like watch a video back and I mm-hmm. sort of can pinpoint what I've done wrong and then I can yep. focus on that thing and I'm not really so worried about what what's the names lifting on the platform mm-hmm, overall mm-hmm. yeah you know? so it's yeah. kind of interesting when you get to that point and you do feel quite like intrinsically motivated yep, yep, yeah yeah definitely definitely like when like when I was like comparing myself like I'd be looking at because I'm competitive I was like always looking at whoever was on top and like I'd be like maybe 30 35 kilos behind and be like well why am I doing that already and it's only been like two years yeah. so like I have like a pretty high standard that I set for myself and that sort of caught up to me very quickly and um humbled me very quickly um just being like you just need to take your time like you need to earn earn your place it's like you're not going to get there you know tomorrow it's just going to take some time and it's always just like little by little by little until like you know, that day comes where things just all click and you hit like a kilo PB. And even if it is a kilo, like you worked so hard for that kilo, just it's so worth it. I don't it. think people really understand how much work you put into the kilo. Yeah. I get so sick of people being like, oh, like, oh, but your snatch was that last year. Or like, oh, mm-hmm. but yeah. when was the last time you got it? I'm like, if you look at my lifting, compare it to a year ago, compare it to two years yeah. ago and how much it's improved. Yeah. And no, the number's the same. That's it. Yeah, but it looks so much better, <laughs> It is right? fucking yeah. hard to swallow, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Especially oh, yeah. when you're trying to say it to someone who maybe doesn't really understand the sport, mm-hmm, they do mm-hmm. a different sport, or they don't do sport at all, yeah. and to them, that just looks like, well, you're no better than you were. And yeah. it's, it's really like a battle of your ego, mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. honest, and I, f- I found that very hard. Yeah. Especially coming from a sport... Um, you know, well, same as you with soccer, like it's very yeah. obvious to see if you've won. Yeah, <laughs> like yes, you either yes. win or you don't win. <laughs> exactly right. You know, exactly and same right. with, yeah. with CrossFit, you yeah. know, but this is very much like what you see on the platform is just such a tiny fragment oh, yeah. Of, yeah. of the work that's put in and that's the progress it. that you've made. Yeah. And you make but you're you're fucking like you have a shit you're feeling shit and you fucking get uh, <laughs> guys, so this is this is Nat's thing, right? She comes to a comp, she's like, I feel like shit, I think I'm getting sick, S- something, something. And, Sam, Sam and like, I don't get it either. <laughs> and then she'll come out there, like, with her usual fucking, she has, like, a classic stride onto the platform, it's just like, I fucking got oh. this. It's amazing, it's really fucking amazing, and every time, whether you feel, whether you claim to feel like shit, or whether you claim to feel amazing, you have that same determination, that same confidence mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. your walk, and your setup. Everything about you just exudes, I fucking got this, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. have you always had that? Did you have um, that before weightlifting? It's definitely developed um, with weightlifting. Uh, it's kind of like, I call it like my alter ego that comes out. Like, oh I'm my just God, a, I fucking love this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like an absolute prick when it comes to like competition. 
um, as soon as like my suit's on, like it, it's game on. Like everybody's competition, like it's it's I just like zone out or zone in, whatever you want to call it, um, onto like what I need to do. Um, yeah, I guess like if I'm like having like a shit day or I'm like not feeling a hundred percent, it's more so like we just got to like do what we got to do, put everything aside. Like your body's like trained for this. Like just trust the training that you've done. Um, my, like my coach is like pretty good in like reading, like where I'm at or how I'm feeling. So if like we can like push things, he will, um, if he can tell that I'm having like a little bit of a, a crappier day, he'll like pull back a little bit. Um, but he's like, yeah, he's really good at like reading, like what I'm, what I'm capable of on the day. Um, and for me, like I have like complete trust in like what he puts down. So it's just like, okay, like he knows I can do it. I just like got to go out there and and do it and just give everything that I can and yeah if I if I hit it I hit it if I don't like it's not like the end of the world and yeah like just that that alter ego that comes out is just very like aggressive and like I I really hate it really (laughs) I just don't like being like that person where it's like like I'm like confident borderline maybe cocky like I don't know what like other people would like perceive it as but for me, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's um, it's definitely like not what I'm usually like. It's it only like that person only really comes out in competition because like we have a job to do and we have a goal that we want to achieve. So it is quite funny like knowing you as a person and seeing yeah. you on the platform and it is like a, it, yeah. <laughs> it's a big that's a big flip, big change that comes out and it's only for those like two hours. <laughs> Imagine all the people who don't actually know you. Who yeah, just think you're like this terrifying <laughs> monster. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I always like whenever friends are like oh like I want to come see you lift and I'm just like just brace yourselves because I'm just like things will change like I'll grunt I'll yell and I don't even really do that in training um, it's only like in competition that it that it comes out so it's see I need to have the balls to develop this <laughs> alter ego it, honestly like when like when I come out onto the platform like there is like it's just me in the bar like I I don't notice anyone else like there's nothing else that kind of like takes away from you know like my focus yeah um so like that that alter ego that comes out is like just me me in the bar like no one else no one else matters so i think that's where that where that comes from because i don't see anybody else yeah so it just doesn't matter how do you um how do you deal with maybe not getting what you want on the platform like you've got really high expectations of yourself And obviously, obviously, like if your coach believes you can do something, yeah. And obviously, in that moment, you believe you can, but mm-hmm. something happens technically, you don't yeah. quite do it. Do you find that easy to let go of? Uh, now, yes. Um, before I had like a really hard time with it. It was just like you know I should have been hitting that lift. Like I've done all this work. Like why can't I hit it? Why? Like why did this happen? Why? 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 Um, and there's like always a multitude of reasons. Like whether like your timing was off, your technique was off. It just wasn't there on the day. Um, whatever the reason is, like, it's already happened. Like, it's already done. So I'm just like, okay, like, on to the next one. We'll try and hit it. Um, we'll try and hit it next time. Um, I find it, like, really easy to let go now because, like, I know I'm capable of it. Um, it just wasn't there on the day. And accepting that has made a big difference in being able to, like, let it go and look forward to, to what's next rather than being hung up on the fact that I didn't get it. Um, I want to enjoy competing um, as soon as it becomes a lot more about the numbers and what I didn't hit, what I need to hit, 
Um, it just takes the fun out of it, and it's like it puts a lot of pressure on like myself to to do well. Whereas if like I'm enjoying something, like I'm looking forward to it, I'm like way more positive about it, and I come away with like a real big satisfaction when I do hit it, rather than like disappointment if I miss it by like a kilo or if I didn't get like my last attempts. I've only gone like six for six once ever. Really? Yeah, just once. When was that? That was last year uh, when I coached myself <laughs> um, at a competition. And that's only because we were going, I think, up to just 90% on my yeah. third attempts. So, whereas, like, I always either go, like, four for six or five for six. Um, yeah, it's still fairly fun. It's still, it's like, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so, like, always, like, my third attempts are always, like, trying to be, like, a PB or something. Yeah. Um, so, if it's there on the day, it's there on the day. If it's not, like, it's not a big deal. We at least hit 100%, if not maybe a little bit more yeah so yeah I kind of just always like always leave it out there and like I'm sort of used to I guess like used to missing so it's like it's not a big deal like we're always like trying to push that on those last few attempts so yeah it's kind of like easier being a lot easier to like let go and just move on and I always like write down sort of like what I didn't do well on competition day and then yeah. sort of like reflect that back on to my training um, for the next, next block or whatever it is. Like and try an to like review sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I'll look like, so like maybe my jerks weren't as like sharp or like I dropped my elbows in my cleans or something like that, or just the timing of it was off. I'll like write like little, little notes and be like, Hey, look, let's do this better on every single clean for the next block. Yeah. Um, and then that way again, there's this, that constant like progress of either technique or strength or timing or whatever, whatever it is. So you're pretty big on routine in terms of improving your mindset yeah 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 so there's always like something that I'm like working on like whether it be like even sometimes when it's um I need to like calm down a little bit before like my next attempt or um I need to like let Gordo know that like I need a little bit more time um for my next attempt then we sort of implement those things so there's always things that we're working on yeah um and that makes yeah, that makes competitions, like, more fun, more enjoyable, and just, it's always, like, fun. Like, it's always fun. That's, like, a big, big emphasis that, like, I'm enjoying it. I think it's pretty cool that you're still at the point that you can enjoy it when you're at the level that you're at. Because mm -hmm. I would, I mean, I'm fucking shit, and I don't, like, half the time I don't enjoy it because I'm so stressed out about overthinking the result, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. failing the lift, I'm beating myself up about it, failing yeah. three lifts, I'm beating myself up about them. You know, so I feel like I get so like so anxious and yep. so overwhelmed at the mm -hmm. prospect of failure yep. that I yep. can't enjoy like the moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. but I think like you kind of need to go through that as well um, in order to then like come out onto the other side of it and be like, oh, like I didn't actually need to like worry about any of that. Like it was good, like a learning, like a learning curve. Yeah. Um, because I feel like everybody, like, everyone wants to do well. Like, nobody wants to miss. No one wants to go out there and, like, bomb or anything like that. Or just have, like, a subpar performance. Everyone wants to, like, put on sh put on show, like, what they've what they've worked for. Um, so, I think, yeah, you kind of, like, need to go through that in order to, like, appreciate and enjoy competitions. Yeah. Yeah, I get, yeah you're right. I mean, if you don't experience the lows, you can't truly, like, yeah. value the highs. Yeah, like, you can't just go out there and be, like, all blissful. Like, oh, yeah, like, I missed, like. No big deal. I was like, well, no, like, you still actually want to do better. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, I've been seeing a sports psychologist. Oh, yeah? Uh, well, he's 
sports psychologist among other things yep, 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 yep. um but we, so we talk about other stuff as well but that's a lot of what we talk about mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. competing and mindset around competing yeah um yeah have you ever had any um anyone help you like that or is this all the stuff that you just um, learn as you go i did like so with my uni degree there was like two units where we had to it was like sports psychology basically so there Ex- was a lot of exercise physiology yep, yeah. Yep, yeah 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 so there was a lot of stuff that I learned from that as well as like sort of identified things that I was already doing and could like maybe like refine a little bit better. Um, I like spoke to like the lecturer um, a couple of times just sort of like on the side about like a couple of like different things where it was like I had like 55 kilos was this like maybe like two years ago was like a, uh, a number that was like it was just like a big barrier. Like your motherfucker weight. My motherfucker yeah, weight. Yeah. Totally get it. So it was it was just a number that whenever it came up because it was the blue plates. Yeah. It was <laughs> I like, totally get this. Oh my god! Like it was just such a such a barrier, and like I'd be like, like whenever it comes to this number, like I'm always like really nervous about it because like we've put the blue plates on. Like you could you could have put on like the fifteens and then like the fives, and I and it'd be like yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that. It'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as those blue plates came on, it was just like, oh my God, like this is a big weight. Like there's no way, like it would just, all like the negativity would, would come and yeah. you'd just be like, oh, the, like you put on like, even if I put on like the little um, half kilos and made a 56, like that was better than 55. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, and I was like, okay, so like, how do we, we totally how do we get, get yeah, so like, how do we get around that? Um, and it was just sort of like, couple of things that like tips and tricks that she mentioned and it just made like a world world of difference um approaching the bar and she's just like visualization was a big thing that um, visualize the plates for yellow (laughs) (laughs) just go colorblind (laughs) um yeah visualization was probably a big big factor that helped me sort of overcome like those motherfucker weights um and I would sort of go before training, sort of spend like maybe five minutes just sitting in the car, um, visualizing like how the lifts would go and trying to be like really, really positive. Cause I'm also like really good at visualizing everything going wrong. Same. <laughs> I was like, like why? six misses <laughs> and how gutted I am afterwards. It's like, no wonder you fucking bomb. It doesn't bomb. make any sense. It's like, no, no, I'm trying to be positive here. Like, why is this, why is this happening? Um, so kind of like training my brain to be positive and like seeing like good lifts took a little bit of time but yeah, yeah it really really helped my coach was telling me yesterday about not seeing good or bad lifts but just seeing the process mm-hmm. of the lift of the, yeah so you're yeah. not envisioning the outcome you're literally just going over the actual fucking Movement. lift yeah, yeah yeah whether you get it or not yeah, yeah. you know so i've been trying to do that and not imagine <laughs> the end it's real weird yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i just envisioned my setup over and over again yeah. or my pull or yeah um yeah have you found that like throughout weightlifting you've been able to apply these sort of like lessons that you've learned to other areas of your life as well um yeah absolutely like a lot of it like is like discipline and just being like in a routine and having like little goals to achieve like that can translate over to yeah to anything to like work um like I'm not a very like social person. I'm quite an introvert, so like I don't really. You're gonna really, get like... eight, so <laughs> you're not leaving much room. Yeah, so for the parties. Yeah, I'm not like a big you know social person, so 
um, I used to, like, make, like, little goals to be, like, let's, like, uh, that I'll go out for, like, dinner with, like, a few friends, or, like, I'll say yes to something that I would usually say no to. I used to do this as well. Oh. But I just really like staying home. Yeah, I'm just, like, this I love my best. little space, like, Same. um, and, like, I can be, like, I don't have to, like, be, like, I don't even know how to explain it, like, it's just... It's so much effort. Yeah. And it's, it, I get like, it's pretty exhausting. Like, and I'm, I just like need like time to sort of, um, just recharge, I think would be the best word for it. Cause like, I'll go out there, like I'll be like social, like chat and like laugh and then I'll get home and I'll be so exhausted just from like talking. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it, it's pretty taxing. And like, especially like if I'm like training and stuff like that translates over and like, I'm just tired and like that I can't really like afford that if I want to you know progress further in 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 weightlifting so there's like definitely some like sacrifices um socially that I've made in order to try and be better um but at the same time like you do need that outlet you do need to like sort of relax and have a bit of fun and and socializing isn't a bad thing no (laughs) But I don't know, I get it though, because I went for a, like a long period of time where I just like, just, but I just didn't want to go to anything. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, I better make the sacrifice, I better mm-hmm, stay home. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to go to this thing, so I'm not going to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you kind of just end up looking like a bit of a fucking Grinch and a loser. <laughs> uh, but then you also just don't really care because you the, are yeah. a Grinch and you are also kind of a loser. <laughs> yeah, and like, so I'm like, totally fine with that, because like. I'm kicking, kicking goals at, uh, exactly. in the gym. <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah. I guess, though, there's the importance of, you know, what happens after weightlifting. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I was, this is what I was talking to the psychologist about. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, you know, seen a lot of, like, elite-level athletes like yourself, and he talks about um, people coming to this realisation that whilst their sport is has been, like, everything to them, like, if they yeah. don't have things outside of it, um, whether it be a relationship or a career yeah. or like another pursuit, mm-hmm. then they kind of feel empty with the achievement. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that when they retire or if they have an injury and they can't train or they can't compete anymore for whatever reason, yeah. they kind of get really depressed. Yeah. So um, I guess that would be the only thing about being being a Grinch, <laughs> a social Grinch. Um, but even I mean, in terms of you've got you know you've got a, a career you're studying yep. and all that yep. kind of thing as well. I guess it's easy to put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Well, that and like I sort of already went through all of that. Like when I like loved soccer. Like soccer, I like lived and breathed soccer when I was playing it. I'd be like that kid who would be just be watching like YouTube videos of like you know Cristiano Ronaldo like doing like hectic tricks and stuff like that, and then trying to do that in the backyard. Um, and like I was like, yep, I'm gonna be like you know playing for Australia, blah 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 blah, all that. And then like I got this really massive injury that put me out for 12 months, and I was like, well now what? Like I don't want to do anything else. Like I've this is all that I wanted to do. Um, and then that got like taken away and like, yeah, like I was like super like sad about it. Like I had like this huge realization that was like, oh, like I might not actually achieve my goal of, you know, wanting to play for Australia. And, um, yeah, it was just like a real big, real big setback. And that sort of, um, made me realize that like, there's more to, life than just like your one thing that you're putting all your eggs into and um 
that was like a really important lesson that I learned like quite young. I think I was maybe like 18 or something. So at a pivotal point in yeah. one's life. Um, so yeah, like I went into uni and sort of had like a bit more of a direction of where like career wise, what I wanted to do, like after, um, like soccer or whatever I was doing at the time. Um, and then like, yeah, weightlifting came around and I sort of had like uni still in my back pocket with wanting to do really well in weightlifting. So if anything, I mean, the injury in soccer could have been the best thing. Exactly. Could have yeah, happened, exactly. Really. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't have that perspective now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It sort of taught me a lot of, uh, a lot of patience and a lot of like kindness towards myself as well. And, you know, with that, like comes a whole heap of like other, other things. Um, and you just learn to just be a little bit more like gentle and more patient with others as well. Like who have like gone through injuries and you sort of have a better understanding of, you know, what they're going through and you can sort of like help them through it, which is, is a pretty big, pretty big thing. Like for someone who is like, cause I'm looking to go into like coaching as well. So you sort of have that understanding as well that lifting again is not everything, but you know, you can put a big portion of it um, and dedicate a lot of time to it. That's interesting with the coaching aspect because obviously you coach people who are at a pretty yep. high level. Yeah. Um, and how do you manage to have the energy? You talked about not having yeah. that much energy. Yeah. How do you manage to have that for someone else as well as for yourself? Um, honestly, I'm pretty lucky. Like, So I coach Bonnie, who's a master's athlete. Shout out to Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> She's going to love this. She'll screenshot it or like yes, save it. Make it, a ring, make it your ringtone. Um yeah, so she's actually like a really, really awesome person to coach. She's uh she's not super needy, which is which is nice. That rolls. Um, Go Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> um and she's just like really understanding. We have like a really good uh con- like connection and we communicate really well. So if like she needs me to do more of X, Y, and Z, um, I can like address that and it just makes our athlete coach relationship a lot easier. Um, we had nationals together last year. Um, luckily we're not in the same weight class. So that makes again, um, a really big, really big difference. Um, so she's in the weight class above me. Um, so like, yeah, at nationals, it was like big focus on like me cause I was up first. Um, so I could like, comp- com- I can never say this word compartmentalize yeah Yeah. um what I needed to do for me and then shift over to whenever I needed to focus on what she was doing for 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 her and all her numbers and stuff so it does make um it does make it a lot easier when you have an easy athlete to uh to work with um yeah and it's just a lot like I can impart wisdom on on her and her being a little bit older she can do do the same with me so it's um yeah it's she's honestly a breeze that's so cool yeah so what are your plans in terms of the future for both for yourself and competition and for bonnie and competition like this year um for this year uh we for bonnie i obviously want to want to qualify for worlds and the comm championships um and just get a just get her to hit bigger and better numbers um her technique has come a long way which i'm really really happy with um so yeah just focusing on because she's only lifted i think for three years maybe four years that's amazing so she's uh yeah she's quite new to the sport as well yeah um so yeah so just getting her a little bit more experience um and just working on technique and more so like 
calming her down before competitions because she does get a little bit uh, a little bit hyped up. Okay, how do you do that? Because I <laughs> I could do with this advice too. Um, for her, it's sort of like recognizing her like triggers, um, and then trying to manage them as best as as we can. I'm like also like. I'm pretty introverted, so I don't have like a, you know really loud voice. I don't like yell. I don't like make like a big uh, big fuss. I'm like usually like pretty chill. I'll just be like talking to her husband and just kind of like not making things a really big deal. Yeah. Um, just to create a calmer environment. Yeah. Also, Bon, if you're listening, don't listen to this part. These are all secret <laughs> secrets. <laughs> How Nat wrangles you. Um, <laughs> and you know, if she misses a lift, just being like a li- like more positive and just being like, look, that's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Like we're fine. Um, and just trying, trying to reduce any sort of panic that, uh, that she might feel. And that's the same, like that comes over to like my training as well. Like, or like when I'm competing and like, I'll miss like a lift or two during warm up for a comp. And just be like, well, it's fine. Like it happens without being like, oh my God, I missed 45 kilos. Like it's the end of the world. How am I going to hit blah, blah, blah. And then just like spiral. Um, it's yeah. more so sort of just being like, yep, we missed it. That's fine. Leave it there. Move on. Yeah. yeah. I think also like the experience in coaching someone else and like you being like a famous lift, you're not going to be like, you fucking, yeah. you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like what? You missed. You fucking missed. Come on. Yeah, so, yeah, so be, it helps you be kinder to yourself too. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't coach anyone at that level at all, but just from, you know, coach, I, I do a lot of personal training. Yeah. Um, I do teach people Olympic lifting from like yeah. the beginners, teach them the basics mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I think like, would, would I speak to them the way that I speak to myself yeah. when yeah. I miss a lift? Like, no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like when I get frustrated, when I get like angry yeah. at them, like yeah. never, that's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly and right. It's really hard to, to be aware of that though. And to have that same kindness and that same, I guess, compassion for yourself. For yourself. Yeah, absolutely. My, um, my coach was talking to me about this the other week and said that, you know, even though I'm however old I am, mm-hmm. 33, um, <laughs> that in terms of a training training age I'm 12 yeah yeah exactly so right. think of yeah. yourself as a 12 year old kid and mm-hmm. you know you're gonna yell and call your 12 year old kid a stupid cunt <laughs> yeah exactly maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> depending on <laughs> what they've done <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so yeah, like, and that's actually the psychologist said the same thing to me as yep. well. He's like, imagine that you're, you know, your younger self, and would you speak to yourself like that? And yeah, y- yeah. You know, your internal dialogue is so fucking important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of yourself, what, what are your goals for the rest of the year? Um, this year being like an Olympic year, there's not really too much happening, so it'll just be like states, maybe win nationals again. Probably win nationals again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Why don't you take out the 59 kilo weight class too? Oh, no, I don't think so. I'll be, oh, I don't even know how. Would I'd you go. be in the, what is, what's your competition like in that weight class? Because you don't really have much in um, the 55s. Uh, I, the 50, 59s would be way more competitive. I think at the moment they'd be doing maybe like 15, 10 to 15 kilos more than what I'm doing or than like my, my best numbers. Yeah. So it'd definitely be a bit more of a competition. But they're also like bigger girls, so yeah. <laughs> um, you could just eat eating. I was just, say, just eat, yeah, yeah. Why, why stop at fifty nine, right? Keep going. Yeah, join <laughs> oh, that will stitch Bonnie up though. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think definitely nationals will be our like big comp, um, and then 
kind of whatever else trickles through will uh will do so but this year is more of like yeah just a building year and just get stronger and work more on technique and just make sure that that's all uh yeah all in check and stay healthy above was, anything was uh, qualifying for the olympics ever a consideration at all uh not for not for this one um definitely looking like more into the future i would love to be a contender at least yeah for for like those major major comps um but for this one no like i didn't have the not like i don't think i was anywhere close to having the numbers um to qualify for um any of like the other competitions that would have been required to qualify for the olympics yeah okay like doing the Oz, like international would have been like the only two that I would have really qualified for. Yeah. I think I need like a 180 total or something ridiculous. 180? Yeah, to to go to like all the big international comps. So, got a little bit of work ahead. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are so strong. So strong, it's nuts. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, there's only one girl that's done it as a 55, and that's Erica, and she's just like yeah. an absolute boss. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what we're that's what we're striving for. So, yeah, there's uh, still a little bit of work to go. So, hopefully, we can uh, we can get there. Yeah, yeah, cool. Do you have any uh, last minute words of wisdom to impart to my parents <laughs> to- <laughs> and Bonnie? <laughs> <laughs> All the listeners out there. All of the listeners. Um, Simon listens. Oh, does he? Yeah. Hi, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Probably just enjoy like what you're doing enjoy whether it's like competing in weightlifting playing soccer um whatever you're doing just make sure that the main thing is that you're enjoying it that you love what you're doing that you're loving the process yes there are going to be days where you know things are shitty and you want to like throw your belt across the room um and yeah. just say all the all the profanities and but that 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 comes with it um but for the most part as long as like you're enjoying the process like you're going to love what you're doing. Um, and just don't put too much pressure on yourself. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Oh, good one. Yeah. Good one. Well, I hope you'll be there in spirit for me next Saturday. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll send you all the, uh, all the vibes. All the VDA. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much no for thank sharing you for your me. story. Yeah. Uh, so far. And I'd love to have you back on. Um, see where you're at in a few months or so. Yeah, let's do it. That sounds good. Have an awesome fucking comp year in comps. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Uh, guys, have a great weekend. Um, if you want to check out Nat, she has an Instagram page, which is Nacho Weightlifting. Weightlifting. Yep. Um, and any other way that people can get in touch with you if they want to ask you anything? Uh, probably just best through Instagram. I'm honestly pretty slack on the socials, so... Just Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Just Grinch slide, slide into my DMs and I might reply <laughs> to you at eight at eight PM on a on a Tuesday or something. Love the DM slide. <laughs> Love it. Um, thank you so much, guys. Have a great weekend. Um, thanks, Nat, and uh, I'll see you soon. Bye. Oh, where did it go?